Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we are counting down the days until Tennessee Titans training camp kicks off. We're six days away and we are continuing the 2022 Locked On Titans training camp preview today. We're diving into the offensive line. We're going to look at the roster locks, the guys on the roster bubble, and those guys who are a long shot to make the 53-man roster. Looking at the offensive line, who will start at left guard? How does that impact who gets taken off the bubble? We'll discuss all of that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, we are, as I said, six days away from Tennessee Titans training camp and I believe a week away from the Tennessee Titans being out on the practice field. It feels so good to say it. You guys have been heating up with your discussions about the show online, talking everything Titans on Twitter. Make sure that you guys make the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. We're back to five shows per week. Going to be doing that all the way until next year, until next summer quite frankly. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked on Titans podcast, free and available on all platforms, including the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. You can find me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Check out the show Facebook page at Locked on Titans pod. But we're going to continue the 2022 Locked on Titans training camp preview today with the offensive line. Let's dive right into it here and look at the lock. So I'm going to break it down between offensive tackle and then interior offensive line. So starting with offensive tackle, I think there are only three locks right now. And you have Taylor Lewan, you have Dylan Radins, and you have Nicholas Petit-Ferrer. Quite frankly, too much invested in NPF to even consider cutting him, even with some bad performances, especially, you know, a lot of people talk like Radins really uh, wasn't performing his best in training camp and leading up to the season last year, and Titans still kept him around. So I think it's unreasonable to say the NPF would ever be cut. Raidens, I think they're going to give him the opportunity to start at right tackle. I mean, they have to at some point to see what's going on with their investment. If it's an absolute disaster, at least you know, at least information is found. But I got a feeling that uh, Raidens will be all right at right tackle, and I think eventually Dylan Raidens is the long-term left tackle for the Tennessee Titans. That's that's down the road. But either way, Luan, Raidens, NPF are your locks at tackle. Along the interior offensive line, the first two, obvious, Ben Jones and Nate Davis. No questions there. But then, I think two people who are absolute locks are the two people competing for the starting left guard position, Aaron Brewer and Jamarco Jones. I just have a hard time believing that those guys will be in a competition to start at left guard and then the loser doesn't end up on the roster. Inconceivable in my eyes. So that means that that's seven players already who are locks on the offensive line. And the Titans are only going to keep nine at maximum on the offensive line. 
And and I want to relate this back to our other episodes. We talked about the offensive backfield with quarterback and running back and fullback and special teams. And we talked about wide receivers and tight ends. And in the quarterback episode, I talked about how keeping three quarterbacks because the Titans, for some reason, have a misplaced sense of loyalty and trust in Logan Woodside is going to mess up the math on offense. I would rather keep nine offensive linemen. I, I just went through seven. You're telling me only two more offensive linemen on the entire roster can make the team at most? Might even be eight. You're keeping three quarterbacks. I mean, you want to look on the offensive side of the ball with the way that we've talked about it. Keeping three quarterbacks. Keeping five backs, including Torrey Carter. Let's say they just keep five wide receivers and three tight ends, which I think would be a mistake. At that point, with the special teamers, that's three guys right there. You're at about 19 people on offense already with special teams, not counting the offensive line. You look at defense. At minimum, six guys on the D-line, five on the edge, only four inside linebackers, five cornerbacks at minimum, four safeties at minimum. If you just go with all of those numbers, that's 24 people. We already have 19 without the offensive line. That's 43. So you're, you're, you're already messing with the math because I would like to keep five inside linebackers or six edge rushers, one of the two. I would like to have six cornerbacks. To go with the four young cornerbacks, I'd like to keep Maven and Screen. So, right there, I'd rather have two more guys on defense getting that to 26 or 27. The math is getting real tight. I'd rather keep four tight ends. I think that'll be important this year. I'd rather keep six wide receivers. Keep Josh Malone and Des on the roster just in case there are injuries. Why not? Bring in Will Fuller and keep Josh Malone. I mean, I think all of that I'd rather have nine offensive linemen than eight. So again, remember this roster math conversation is all intertwined. And I think keeping three quarterbacks, which it looks like the Titans are going to do for the first time, I believe in the John Robinson era. I think it puts the Titans in a tough spot when we talk about all of these other positions, the trickle down effect here. Now, for me, the question, obviously with these locks is who's going to start at left guard. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. The Titans should bring in Eric Flowers if they don't do that. I want Jamarco Jones to start at left guard because he's a bigger-bodied guy, three inches taller, 30, 40 pounds heavier, maybe a little bit more. Aaron Brewer is a, a guy who's played center and played guard, both guard spots at times, so he brings more utility value, where I think Jamarco Jones is a starter and let Aaron Brewer be that backup interior offensive lineman, the primary one for all three spots, makes more sense from an overall sum of the parts uh, perspective than having Aaron Brewer start at left guard because Jamarco Jones, I don't think, can fill in at center. And... He could play a little bit of tackle in a pinch, but you have Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, who in my opinion is, is, a better, is a better backup for the tackles than Jamarco Jones. So um, the decision there will be interesting, but for me, I'd rather have be a bigger-bodied guy in Jamarco Jones because Aaron Brewer is more valuable to the Titans as a backup utility man than Jamarco Jones would be because of the existence of Nicholas Petit-Ferrer. But... All of this is so connected. The bubble. When we talk about the bubble, whether Jamarco Jones or Aaron Brewer win that starting offensive line spot, in my opinion, will determine which players even have a shot 
of getting off the bubble. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you guys about our friends over at betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action that is happening right now. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to continue today's episode and today's installment in the 2022 Locked on Titans training camp preview. Guys, football is so close. We've been going through our training camp preview position by position. I told you guys earlier in the show on Monday, we did quarterback, running back, and fullback and special teams. Yesterday, we did wide receiver and tight end. Doing the O-line today, of course, tomorrow will be the front seven of the defense. Friday will be the back uh, defensive backfield for the Titans defense. So going to cover everything. Got to get back to the offensive line here, though. We got the locks. Seven locks, in my opinion, already with Luan, Raidens, NPF, uh, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, Aaron Brewer, and Jamarco Jones. That does not leave a lot of wiggle room, as we discussed. And I got to tell you, depending on who the Titans pick at left guard between Jamarco Jones and Aaron Brewer, I think directly impacts which pool of players that the bubble chance will come come from. Because, like I said, that's seven guys. So there's room for one more, maybe two more. If there's only one, then think about it like this. To me, the two tackles that are on the bubble are Christian DeLauro, who was with the Titans organization last year, 27-year-old, but it's his second year getting uh, real NFL opportunities. In my opinion, he was the best offensive tackle for the Titans in the preseason last year. They didn't play the starters a lot. It was a lot of the backups getting opportunity, and I was kind of impressed by Christian DeLauro, but it does make sense. He's an older guy who was 26 last year when that happened. He's an older guy compared to some of the guys he's going against who are 21, 22, 23. So maybe that's an advantage that he has playing in those preseason scenarios. And if he was in a real NFL scenario, that advantage wouldn't take place. He's not a grown man against some of these guys still filling out. But either way, I think he's still in the bubble with that performance. If he builds on that, if he gets better, there's no reason that he might be able to take that eighth spot. And the Titans have four guys who are focused on the interior with Nate Davis, Ben Jones, Aaron Brewer, Jamarco Jones. And then they have four guys who are focused on tackle with Taylor Lewan. Dylan Radens, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, and then, of course, Christian Dora. I think that could make some sense. The other tackle, though, is a young guy, Jalen McKenzie, the undrafted free agent out of USC, Southern California, USC. Six foot five, three ten. He was a very highly touted prospect when he came to USC. Some injuries, some setbacks, not the best play, but... The Titans scooped him up. He's 23 years old. And 
if you think about a guy like Jalen McKenzie against a guy like Christian Deloro, I would rather go with the guy who's 23, who still has potential and was a highly touted prospect with a good pedigree than the guy who's 27 and still trying to fight for his life in the NFL. I just think there's more potential in the younger prospect. And especially if you're going for a guy who's going to be your fourth offensive tackle on the roster. That's where you go on a high upside guy, but you hope doesn't have to play a lot. You can coach up. Because I think even if there were injuries, Jamarco Jones would get slid to offensive tackle before Deloro or Jalen McKenzie. So it's not like McKenzie would really, he would really truly be the fifth offensive tackle if you look at it that way. As for the interior offensive line, you got Corey Levin, who's obviously spent a lot of time with the Tennessee Titans organization. The majority of his career has been with the Titans. He's never really broken through as a consistent guy on the roster, practice guy, uh, practice squad guy, getting called up, things like that. But a guy who the organization definitely trusts is that interior offensive lineman backup. So I think he's obviously the number one IOL that's on the bubble, and I think he's got a good chance to make the team. The other guys that are on the bubble at interior offensive line, Daniel Murner, and listen, I don't agree with this. Daniel Murner is is a new roster pirate, in my opinion. Um, one of these guys who I just don't understand how he continues to get opportunities from the organization year after year based on performance. I don't understand it. I guess they trust him. Maybe he knows the playbook very well, and obviously that's very, very important to them, more important than natural talent. But Murner doesn't give you anything when he plays, so I'm not quite certain how he's on the bubble, but I know the realities here. This is like my Logan Woodside conversation. Just because I totally disagree doesn't mean it's not a reality. And Daniel Murner clearly on the bubble. Uh, another guy I want to throw in there is Jordan Roos. Had that awesome picture last year, hair hanging out, wearing number 71. Shout out to Undertaker. Uh, awesome old school face mask. He's just one of those guys that feels like he should be in the locker room and on the team. I like him on the practice squad, but Ruse is 29, and he's having a hard time consistently getting on the roster. Um, and I just don't think that at his age, he's going to have that breakthrough now. So I'd say he's on the bubble just because he's an older guy who clearly the organization likes. But uh, I have to put him as my last guy on the bubble. And here's what I wanted to get to that I talked about at the beginning of this segment. Those pools of bubble guys, tackle and offensive line. If the Titans give the starting spot to Jamarco Jones, then that means that they're going to focus on him being more of a guard, which means they would have more of a need to add that fourth tackle. If the Titans pick Aaron Brewer, then Jamarco Jones can cross-train, which means he can spend more time practicing at tackle and guard which means that I think the Titans would rather have a pure interior offensive lineman as the backup, and it would come as Corey Levin, in my opinion, or Daniel Murner or Jordan Roos, but I think it would be Corey Levin. If they pick Jamarco Jones to play left guard, they're going to need more of a tackle, which means they're going to look for Christian Deloro or Jalen McKenzie. If they put Aaron Brewer at interior offensive line, Jamarco Jones can focus more at being a backup tackle as well, which means I want more of a pure interior offensive lineman and like Corey Levin. So finally... Got that all sorted out in my mind with my words. Boy, I'm ready for some football. But that is the bubble. We're going to talk about the guys who are a long shot to make the roster. And it's a, 
a lot of young guys here that, based on what we've already talked about, I think they might have a tough time breaking through. Before we get into that, I do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. The Locked On Podcast Network is doing a cool partnership with Bet Online right now, going over the 50 most valuable NFL players uh, based on how they move the betting line. On Wednesday, they revealed 30 through 21. And who is at number 21? Derek Henry, above a couple of quarterbacks as well. And I think that's very appropriate. You guys should go check that out. There's another Tennessee Titan coming on Thursday show. If you want to check out that podcast, subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm also the host of the National Thursday show. So that support would go towards me as well. But really fun exercise. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Been talking about it all day on Twitter as well. Make sure you guys check out the Locked On NFL YouTube channel and the Locked On NFL podcast feed for the uh, Bet Online top 50 most valuable players in the NFL. We're going to talk about those long shots in just a second. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this installment in the 2022 Locked on Titans training camp preview by going over the long shot roster, guys. On the offensive line. We've talked locks. We've talked bubble. Now we got to get into those long shots. Before we do, I got to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do. Stream going to be putting out daily Monday through Friday. Tennessee Titans content for about the next year. Can't wait. Uh, it's football's here. We've got a, a long stretch ahead of us and uh, there is no better time. So make sure you stay locked in right here on the Locked on Titans podcast. But as I said at the beginning of the show, because there are seven locks just to start in a position that will probably only have eight to nine people, nine people at max, it does not leave a lot of room for chances for undrafted free agents. They really, really, really got to impress. So at tackle, a guy who is going into his second year, but practice squad type guy, played a little for the Texans. Carson Green, six foot six, out of Texas AM. Maybe he could come in here and carve out a path. He's going to be competing for that, that spot with Deloro, Jalen McKenzie, but I think it's a long shot that he has a chance to make, make the team. Same thing with Andrew Ripsich, who's an undrafted free agent out of the NAIA program, Culver Stockton. He's a six-foot-six guy who is probably the best offensive lineman in NAIA history. I mean, he absolutely mauled people. But that is such a drop in competition. I think it's going to be tough for him to carve out a role. It's just a, t- it's just a tough uphill battle when you only have one spot for a tackle and maybe one spot for an interior offensive lineman total. Are, are either Carson Green or Andrew Ripsich going to beat out Christian DeLauro, Jalen McKenzie? And honestly, if Aaron Brewer gets picked as the starting left guard, that basically closed the door on another tackle anyway. So, and I feel the same when we get to interior offensive line. Hayden Howerton, the undrafted free agent on SMU, six foot three. Xavier Newman, six foot two, 297, more of a pure center. Guy out of Baylor, undrafted free agent. Corey Levin, Daniel Murner, Jordan Roos. I mean, these guys have been with the organization for multiple years. I, 
and especially if the Titans were to take another tackle out of the bubble and take a Jalen McKenzie, who's a young guy, they're most certainly, if they take a ninth offensive lineman, they're going to do it from the interior offensive line, and they're going to want more of a veteran guy because they went with that young project on the at, at offensive tackle. So they would definitely go with a Corey Levin or a Daniel Murner or Jordan Roos at that point. So I think there's more of a chance that maybe like a, a Carson Green could find a way to make the team. But for those interior offensive line guys, Hayden Howerton and Xavier Newman, just not really seeing an avenue where they could make the roster. Now, things like this happen all the time, and people who seem like long shots find a way to carve out NFL careers. I'm certainly hoping that, you know, if these guys put in the work and are talented enough, they'll do just that, but just hard to see right now. So for me, I think if I if I summed it all up for you guys, I would have Taylor Lewan, Dylan Radins, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, and Jalen McKenzie. And then I would also keep Ben Jones, Nate Davis, Jamarco Jones, Aaron Brewer, and Corey Levin. I would go with nine offensive linemen. I think the trenches are that important. And if you do that with the with the math that we did earlier, it would give you the opportunity to still keep that fourth tight end to get to 53. So I think that I want the nine offensive linemen. I, I think that's very important. So that's where I'm at. Um, uh, tomorrow, we're going to be back with the front seven on the defensive side of the ball. I saw a recent ranking by Sharp Football Analysis that the Titans were the 20th best front seven in the NFL. How can we take that serious? You kidding me? So excited to go over all of that tomorrow. Make sure you guys stay subscribed or get subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast. That's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.